You're about to hear the Sunday Sermon from the Grapevine Church of Christ in Grapevine, Texas, a family who's devoted to giving our lives to and living our lives for Jesus Christ. If you have any questions about today's lesson, visit us on our website, www.grapevinechurch.com. Thanks for listening. Um, So we've been talking about rest, really. Uh, We've been talking about what it looks like, uh, how we find it, um, really how we pursue rest and what it feels like. That's what we've been talking about the last few weeks. Remember, last week, um, actually our anchor verse is this one right here, Matthew 11, 28 uh, through 30. So hopefully by the end of this series, you'll be able to just rattle it off from memory. But for now, um, if you can, if you're in the back, you might be able to see one of the side projectors. Go ahead and let's say this all together, okay? We're going to read this together as a family. Are you? Here we go, 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our rest is found in Jesus Christ. Just so you remember that, our rest is found in Jesus Christ. We're going to be in Luke chapter 10 today. Turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 10. Now remember last week we talked about letting go. If you remember I had ropes here and a lot of times we're holding on to things. Uh, A lot of times they're unrealistic expectations. Remember uh, marriages, a lot of times we expect our spouse is going to be this way or that way, and sometimes it's a little unrealistic. We expect other people to act a certain way. And sometimes, if you remember, we expect our kids to even um, perform and do things that may not be realistic. And so what happens is, in our unrealistic expectations, we're holding on so tight that we're trying to make something and we're trying to form it into our own image, and we are tired so the, the hope is that we can let go of those unrealistic expectations. And so our minds and our hearts can rest. But it's not just unrealistic expectations we need to let go of. There's other things that we're going to be talking about today and next week. So I brought something with me, and I wanted to share it. Um, this right here, how many of you know what this is? That's a blanket. That's right. It's not just any blanket, though. Um, I may be sharing too much about my family day. Um, But this used to be one of the most favorite things that we had at our house. There you go. What is this called? There you go. It's a Snuggie. It's got sleeves. And I'll tell you, you know, this is, it's pretty nice, you know. Um, It's a symbol of comfort to me. What do you think if I just preach the rest of the sermon in this Snuggie? It's warm, it has sleeves. You can actually sit on your couch with nachos on your belly and with a remote and eat. You're not hindered. Um, If a burglar comes in, you still have your arms ready and available. Um, So really the only unmanly thing about this is that it's called a Snuggie. It will always be called a Snuggie. I can't really do much with this thing on, but, you know, this is for rest and comfort and warmth, right? How many of you have one of these? Just raise your hand. JP, thank you, JP. He's raising his hand and none of the other kids. Y'all left him out to dry right there. This right here, I have to admit, this is very, very comfortable. Now they do make another one and it is a full body 
Snuggie, a blanket. You just, it's like, I guess they also call them PJs, but they, they're, marketing is amazing these days. Um, I'm going to put this right here so you can all know, just doesn't it look comfortable? My dog blends into that whenever she's laying on it. Um, this is a symbol of comfort for a lot of people here. You may not have a Snuggie, but you have something. Maybe your home, maybe your room, it may be a blanket at your house. It could be your lake house. It could be, you know, your lazy boy, your RV, something that is comfort to you, something that you go to and, and that to you says comfort. I mean, that's why we buy things like this, isn't it? So we can be comfortable. You may see where I'm going with this, but if comfort is our goal, when all I want to do at the end of every day or at the beginning of every day is put on my Snuggie or go to wherever I find comfortable or binge on Netflix or eat my comfort food or you name it, whatever's comfortable to you, if that's all I want to do whenever that comfort is my focus, then the rest we experience changes. So the question I have for us today is this, how focused are we on comfort? I know it's a given in our daily life. You know, the only time we really hear negative feedback here is when it's too hot or too cold. And granted, I'm one of those people who provide the negative feedback. Sorry, Angela. But sometimes it happens because, you know, we have one person in charge of the ACs in this place. And I feel so bad for her. She gets it all the time from people. But we do this because at church we have to be comfortable. You know, if it's too warm, I may not be coming back next Sunday. But what if... What if I told you that the desire for comfort in every area of our life, whenever we're so focused on that, that that actually contributes to our inability to find rest? Would you believe me? I think when we finally find and we settle into that comfortable position, did you know that part of our body stops working? Now, granted, that's, that's what rest is, right? You have to rest your body. But prolonged exposure to comfort, comfortable positions, comfortable um, situations actually causes our muscles to begin to atrophy. Athletes, whenever they stop working out for about two weeks or so, their muscle, they lose muscle memory, they lose muscle mass, they lose muscle, um, just their muscle starts to break down a little bit. Now, granted, sometimes we need that because we move our muscles so much, but but for the most of us, I don't think most of us are spending, you know, t 10 hours a day working out. But for those people who grow stronger, those people who are really focused on building themselves up, comfort is actually damaging to their well-being. Isn't this odd? It's a little paradoxical. Because our whole focus in life sometimes is just to make sure we're comfortable. What's interesting is that this comfort-seeking when it becomes our focus, it doesn't only begin to erode our physical self, it also begins to erode our spiritual self as well. And I really wonder, is seeking comfort what we were designed to do? Is this the reason we gave our life to God? Followed Christ with all, everything that we are so that we could be comfortable? And I believe that when we begin to let go of this need and this focus on comfort, we might discover that we're more rested spiritually and mentally than we've ever been before. When we put aside our need for comfort and we journey into uncomfortable situations, 
for the sake of the kingdom of God, for the sake of the mission of God, I think there we can find rest. It's interesting. So we're going to read in Luke chapter 10. That's where we're going to be. Now, Jesus had already sent out the 12 apostles, and they had come back with some great stories. Now he's sending out the 72 Okay? Now, these are people just like you. They may not be part of the inner circle, um, but they were the ones who were still following. They had chosen to follow Jesus even in that day and age. They may not have been one of the 12, but they were just like you. They had families, they had people, uh, jobs, they had, they had friends, and they were choosing to follow, but they may not have been in the, in the inner circle. So Jesus called on these people to go into an uncomfortable situation for the sake of the kingdom, and their purpose was to pave the way for Jesus to come, to prepare the towns for Jesus to enter. That's a pretty big responsibility. So let's read beginning in verse 1. Now listen to what Jesus is saying here. Listen to those things that may not be comfortable for you. Here we go. Um, Number one, after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals and do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, first say, peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay there, eating and drinking whatever they give you. For the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is offered to you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. But when you enter a town and are not welcomed, go into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town we wipe from our feet as a warning to you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near. Now, how many of you find this to be exciting? Sure, I'll do it. Some of you probably would. I don't know about you, but I've been raised to take care of myself. You know, if I don't have enough money, then I can't do what I need to do. You know, you have to rely on yourself so you don't have to rely on someone else. And when you go visit one, don't wear out your welcome, right? You don't want to do that. But Jesus says, don't take anything. Let God take care of you. And find someone, and then if, if they're nice, stay until you have to leave. Just stay there. However long you're there, stay. Eat whatever they give you, even if you don't like it. And when people are rude and dismissive, he says, the messenger to, to this message you're bringing, he says, make a spectacle out of it. Call them out. Let them know what just happened and who they said no to. Now, for some, this may be exciting, but for me, this is highly uncomfortable. Don't even greet anybody on the road. We're supposed to, we're Texas. We're supposed to be nice to people. You know, at least when you're driving, you have this, right? You have this on, you know, the head nod with the guys. But these people, Jesus said, no, you've got a mission, go. And it's not going to be comfortable either. These people were the workers. They were the missionaries. These were, this is a bare bones mission trip. But they went, they did it. And I think this is that when you're filled with the mission and the spirit of God and you're focused on the kingdom of God, comfort takes its rightful place in our lives. And that's in the backseat. 
And something else begins to emerge whenever you find yourself putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation for the glory of God. Look what happened when they returned in verse 17. A very simple verse. It said, the 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. The 72 returned with joy. It doesn't say they were tired. It doesn't say they were weary or ready to come home and get back to the things they've been missing. They came back with renewed perspective and they were refreshed and experienced to share. They came back with joy. And joy is the result of a refreshed and a renewed, rested spirit. Joy is energetic. Joy is not anxious. It's free from fear and frustration. Joy is confidence. In the power of God, joy is what we think we find when we seek comfort, but it's really not there. If it was, then we'd only need one comfortable thing. Turns out we've been trying to find comfort in every area of our life to find rest, and you know what? It doesn't quite satisfy, does it? Rest and joy can only be found when we focus on the mission and the kingdom of God. When we stop focusing on ourselves, when we stop focusing on our desires, our comfort, and what we need to learn about joy is that it's, it's not something that stays with you. Joy is actually contagious, highly, highly contagious. And when they returned joyful, I love this, and refreshed, they gave Jesus joy as well. In verse 21, it says, at that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you've hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. Jesus saw his kids. They journeyed into a dangerous territory. His children left their comfort behind for him for the sake of people who needed to hear and see and experience a Messiah. Not sure many, how many times they had to shake the dust off their feet. Maybe it was more than once. But I think they discovered something in that pure and complete trust in God's timing and his provision. They discovered joy, refreshed spirits, renewed energy. And all of these are a natural outcome of the rest that Jesus has come to offer us. Now we have some people here who have a story to share. And I want to take the next seven to ten minutes and I wanted to talk to a couple of our folks who have some pictures. And they left for a week and they returned. Their bodies were tired, but their spirits were rested. So I wanted to ask a couple people. I've got four people. So um, Madeline and Shelly, could y'all come on up? And uh, Justin, Jared, hang on. I'm going to get y'all in a second. Um, this is Shelly. She's my wife. This is Madeline, my adopted daughter. Um, she's living with us for a little while. And so you guys got to do something interesting. You okay back there? Okay, you guys got to do something interesting. Um, one of our adopted kids, Yoli Beth, invited you to come to her house. Is that right? Could y'all kind of tell me that story? We have some pictures to go along with it. So you guys hiked up a mountain. Well, um, Michael mentioned that we were able to buy beds for all of uh, the three of our, our children, and Jabelki actually went with me to help me, or actually she did it, <laughs> to buy the to buy the beds and the food and and um what I did not know is that we were going to have to take those beds well I knew we were going to have to take the beds up to their homes but I did not realize what a trek that would be um there were some times whenever Madeline and I we went together Madeline and I went together to Yolabeth's house 
And um, she lives at the top of the mountain, almost to the very top. And you have to climb there. And there's a, a path, there's no a Uber rocky path. No, no Uber. Okay. And Madeline had the privilege of carrying the bed frame <laughs> up, and I was behind her. So I just kind of was making sure she didn't fall. <laughs> it wasn't heavy. It was just super awkward. And then trying to, it was like really slippery. And Yoli's mom was walking up there and she had a baby on her hip. And she's just, you know, doing it like a pro. And I'm sweating. And I thought I was going to fall. And I was like, Shelly, if I fall, you're going down with me. And yeah. So you had the bed frame <laughs> yeah. and you had the mattress? I had the, the mattress. And? And a bag of. Um, eggs. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Which I think all the eggs were broken by the time we got there. <laughs> so, but it was a difficult trek. Yeah, it was, it was hard with all of that. And then we had someone going up before us that had the big bag of groceries on his shoulder. That, that was probably the heaviest part, but... Um, and Yvelka, this is normal for a lot of people out there, right? I mean, we have a hard time going from the kitchen to the living room, you know? <laughs> So this is normal, and so you guys got to experience for a day. You little Yoli Beth was saying, Paquito, Paquito. Um, Paqui yeah, oh Paquito, Paquito. We were like, there, little, okay. A little way further. And then by the time we got up, we were drenched in sweat. We were, a feel, and there's altitude to deal with there too. We thought we were going to pass out. But when you it finally was, got there. It was, it was, yeah, when we finally got there, she has a view of the city of Hinatega that, gringos would pay a lot of money for it was beautiful i wish that you had put some of the well you can kind of see but anyway <laughs> so we got up there and um we just sat with them and you showed them snapchat we yeah we showed them the snapchat filters we laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed and we stayed there until we just absolutely had to go and i think that you know, from for Madeline, uh, I can speak for her in saying that that was probably one of the most restful times that I've had in a long time. Just being on that mountain with her at her home, um, to see where she lives and to hold her and to just be with her. Um, I think when we left, that was, it's not about, it's not about my, the rest for me. It's not about me, but my soul found rest um, with her. I think for me, like when leaving was one of the hardest things I've ever had to done, do because when we were leaving, she kept saying like, I'll be praying for you. I'll be dreaming of you and I'll be crying because I'm going to miss you. But thank you so much for all that you've have done for us and like it's just crazy to see like how they're so thankful for chalk and eggs and to have a bed and so it was so amazing to get to see that and to have seen her on the screen for so many years and then to finally meet her and just get to see how precious she is whenever y'all both came back that was the first thing y'all were talking about was this moment right here and how i just saw it in your eyes you were there was joy there refreshment and you just, you know, I know you were tired. I know y'all were tired. And then we had to come down. <laughs> we were like, okay, we're going to, um, somebody from the mission, we're like, we'll follow you. He's like, I don't know how to get down. So then Yolabeth had to come and lead us down, the, back down the mountain. Led by a child. 
That's awesome. Well, thank you very much for sharing your story with us. Thank you. Justin, Jared, y'all come on up. You know, this was a, this is one of those moments where, where it wasn't just about um, one person. I mean, there were people going in lots of different directions and, and each of these people have a specific story that I thought really fit with what we're talking about here. So Jared, talk to me a little bit about what, where you found the most rest there. Um, so I was on construction three out of the four days that we worked. Um, and two of those days I was at Carlos's house, which we didn't really get a lot done because uh, it was pretty hot the first day. And Justin, me, and Claire, and the other Justin Hughes uh, all went the first day. And then I came back again the, the last day we worked. And then, um, so we all spoke Spanish except for Justin. So no we Spanish. were- No Spanish. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we, we were talking with a lot of the natives and the kids, and um, we were cutting this rebar for the structure of the house, and uh, we had some leftovers, and so we um, decided that we were bored, so we decided to make a game out of it and made a set of horseshoes. <laughs> and then uh, kept asking all the kids if they wanted to play. And within a good like five minutes, we had somewhere near like seven, ten kids and a few parents out there playing with us. And like they just sit around mostly all day. And it was really just cool to see the kids come out and be completely comfortable with just random strangers and people around them. Like they just came out and played and they were just smiling, even though they weren't doing very good. The mom was the funniest. Uh, she missed every single one of her shots that she threw. But, and she, she was pretty far off, but she was smiling the whole time, just like freaking out that she got anywhere near close. And it was pretty funny to watch. Now, do you have a video of that? Is yeah, don't we have the video? Can we go back? Yeah. Let's go back. Okay, there you go, right here. So this is you playing? Yes. Okay. So I was actually, when this was happening, I was across the creek um, actually working on Carlos's house, um, <laughs> pouring concrete. Um, and I'll tell you, it was hot that day. And I was so, I was tired, I was, I was done. And uh, they asked me to go across and get some, some rebar. And so as I go across, I see this and I stop. And I start shooting video of this. And I'll tell you, in that moment, I wasn't tired anymore. After I watched this and watched them teach these kids how to play, you know, horseshoes with some scrap rebar, it kind of was that reset and that reminder of, hey, this is this is why I'm here. You know, we're here for the kids, but we're also here to to help, you know, build a home and and to do things that aren't fun like mix concrete on the ground and so this was just a really restful moment for me yeah. to, to see and, and just to watch. Yeah. So. That's awesome. And, and, and from, from that point, you also got to, to meet another one of our kids. Yes. So Shelly uh, asked me to go meet uh, Marlon. And uh, I will tell you, it was also a trek, um, but really incredible. And, and I want to tell you why. Um, they live in a little two two-room house um, when you walk through the door you're immediately in the living room on the left there's a little kitchen and then there's a little that dividing wall behind that is where they sleep but I want you to look at all the holes that you can see in the in the side of the house um, mom was telling me that when it rains and it rained every day we were there except for one 
Mom was telling me when it rains, the water comes down the mountain and right through the middle of their house. And just, just incredible. But, but, the, but the thing that really gave me joy was this. You can kind of see Marlon. He's, he's holding the soccer ball there. But that quickly was not important to him anymore. And, and I want to tell you what was important to him. You see the bed frame and the mattress there. And through the interpreter, he asked, is this for me? And I said, yes. And soccer ball went away. It was all about that bed. And it made me wonder that night, is this the first night of true rest that he really got? Because now he has his own bed. I don't know where he was sleeping before. I don't know if it was on the floor or there's a hammock in the front living room. I don't know. But that gave me rest. And it just kind of gave me this new spirit that here, here's a child that in our day and age, we would think, well, they'd be more excited about a soccer ball. And he wasn't excited about that. It was more things that he physically needed. Yeah. So what you're saying is that not only is joy contagious, but, but rest is probably contagious too. Yeah. You actually went in an uncomfortable situation and was able to give somebody rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Huh. I'll tell you, you know, you guys were tired, I'm sure, but there were moments, just as Shelly and Madeline said, that, that you found that. That's their house behind there that you see, just a little bitty, little bitty house. And again, beautiful view, beautiful view when you, when you look out in front of their house, but it's a trek to get up there. Yeah, thank you. Thank you both. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Hey, Ryan, come on up. We have one, one last one I wanted you to hear from, and um, we, we've got some great people. I, I asked Ryan to come. You know, Ryan, how long have you, how many times have you been here? How many times have you been to Nicaragua so far? I believe this is my 11th, <clears throat> 11th trip. 11th trip. And so, you know, each time I'm sure is more challenging and there's a different set of challenges and... Um, just talk a little bit about this last time and kind of some of the some of those moments that that you found that spiritual rest for your for your soul. Could you talk about that? <clears throat> sure thing. Um, so yeah, this is uh, I believe my eleventh trip, and um, without fail, every time I, I sign up for this trip, I have doubts. Why why do I want to do this? Why am I going on this trip? What do I have to offer? Why do I want to spend this kind of money? Maybe I should just send the money directly to them. Uh, I don't speak the language. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a doctor. I don't, I don't know anything about construction, really. Um, so these doubts, they swirl in my head every time I get ready for this trip. But I promise you that without any doubt at all, when I come home and I land back in DFW, I have a full assurance that, that God is at work in Nicaragua. Uh, he's at work in me, and I know that he's at work in all of you. Um, so I wanted to share that uh, Mission Park Cristo is, uh, they offer a lot of services. They offer uh, medical, food, clean water, uh, housing, clothing, education, the list goes on. Uh, and these are all good things, and these are things we're called to do as believers. But non-believers are doing the same stuff. I want you to know that Mission Park Cristo does what it does because it wants to bring the hope of Christ to the people of Nicaragua. Um, these mission trips that we go on, um, they provide profound opportunities for, for us to be the hands and feet of Christ. Um, sorry, I got my little notes here. Uh, 
So as I was, as I was looking at this idea of uh, humanitarianism versus uh, Christian service, uh, I actually found uh, a description from World Relief. Uh, it says, when the receiver of assistance asks, why are you helping me? What benefit do they receive when the answer is, because we feel every person deserves a chance, or because it is the right thing to do? This fragile hope is based on human kindness, which will eventually fail them, plunging them back into darkness. Yet when the answer is because Jesus loves you, the hope is anchored in an everlasting truth that will never falter. Uh, as an example of this, I wanted to share with you the story of Marvin. And so, uh, as we've explained, we, we all got the opportunity to, to visit with the three kids that, that we sponsor here, uh, Belen, Marlon, and Yolabeth. Uh, Peyton and I got uh, the privilege and honor to visit with Belen uh, and her family. This, this family has a hard life. Uh, and as it's been mentioned, the climb to their house was, was enough to be overwhelming. Uh, I, I really, I, I barely made it, carrying all the stuff that we had. I, I got to the top and I was completely out of breath. I didn't know how to even have a conversation. Um, but this family is, uh, they're precious. The time we got to spend with them was, was truly precious, and Belen was, was so excited. Um, if I could, just to break it up a little bit, I'd like to see all the kids that have ever come up here and given money in the basket. Just stand where you are. Just stand right where you are. Wake up, kids. Yeah. Where are you? Just stand up. Okay, kids, so I'm talking about Belen, Marlon, and Yola Beth. And so I got the opportunity with my son Peyton to go and, and spend time with her. And she was so excited to meet me. She probably gave me 20 hugs. But I want you to know those hugs were not for me. Those hugs were for you. Those hugs were for, for each one of you guys that have given so generously every week to help her out. And it is, it's made a difference. I thank you for that. You, you can sit down. You can sit down. <laughs> so you guys, you guys have done so much to help, to help Belen and her family. But it goes so much beyond that. Her dad, Marvin, he now works for the mission. He actually preaches for the church. And we got the opportunity to hear him preach the first night we were there. I have no idea what he said. But it was incredible. I, I absolutely loved it. He, he is so passionate about, about his God. He just wants to share it, and he's so excited about it. I actually got the opportunity to work with him one day, and he's just full of joy for the Lord. In fact, throughout the day, he was, he was starting praise songs as we were working. Twice, twice in the, the day I was with him, I was, uh, I was amazed, and quite frankly, I was, I was ashamed that it was Marvin that, that made sure we all got together and said a prayer before we began work. My time with Marvin reminded me of uh, Revelation 3.16. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. I don't want to be lukewarm. I want to be hot like Marvin. But let me tell you, Marvin has not always been this way. He told us of his, his dark and troubled past. It has been through the support of his daughter, Belen, 
and him witnessing the Americans coming down there to build homes for him and his, his neighbors, that he has fully committed himself to serving God. And he is just full of joy in all that he does. I, just, I want you to know that you, all of you are part of bringing Marvin to Christ. And he's sharing that with, with the people around him every day. So I, I thank you for that. It, it just means the world to me. But uh, I'll leave you with uh, a video of Belen and her dad, Marvin, telling you how much they appreciate you. De mi parte, le, le agradecemos todos a ustedes. Anabel, mi esposa y yo, algunos de ustedes ya me conocen. Que Dios me les bendiga grandemente a ustedes. Y los que vuelvan a venir aquí, a Nicaragua, a Misión para Cristo, eh, aquí, si Dios nos da vida, vamos a estar esperándolos acá. Para que juntos alabemos al Señor. Dios les bendiga y hasta pronto. Hmm, love that. You know, what I'm finding is that when we put ourselves into uncomfortable situations, that actually breeds comfort for others. When we put ourselves in situations for the kingdom and the mission of God, we are able to find and share rest with others. There is something to be said about being focused on Jesus rather than comfort. So however you find your way this week, Ask yourself, are you focused on comfort above all? If you are, maybe let it go. Maybe we need to let it go. Pursue a pure and holy trust in God instead. And I think if we rely on him to manage that in our life, then we might just find that we are more rested spiritually than we have ever been. You've been listening to Grapevine Church of Christ. Subscribe to the Sermon Podcast and to our other Grapevine Church podcast to hear special behind-the-scenes content. For more information, visit our website, www.grapevinechurch.com.